0: The Eagle Podcast has been away, but we're back. And this mini-series with three guests has been a fantastic insight into three men who have set an extremely high bar in COVID-19. I thank every one of the guests for coming on and speaking openly and honestly about their endeavours in this challenging time. Look back on 2020 and ask yourself, what did you do to set the bar high? Enjoy the next three podcasts, Download and listen, and stay tasty. Troops, this week on the Eagle Podcast, we sit down with Martin Fifty Carl Stapleton. Can you imagine going into COVID nineteen and having a MMA gym? We've gone from full contact to two meters, face masks, and more hand sanitizer than there is water around the Titanic as we speak. Challenging, difficult. This is the Martin story about how he kept it going and how he's thrived as a gym and as an individual. It's a true testament to him being a champion and his gym creating champions. Enjoy and stay tasty. It's another fucking tasty Eagle podcast and I've found the tasty of tastiest blokes. He's a former Royal Marine and now he has an MMA gym. It's Martin, 50 Carl Stapleton. Martin, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Thank you very much for the invite. No, no problem. Do you prefer steps? Do you know what? Not even my mum calls me Martin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you call me Martin, nobody knows who I am. Right. Everyone calls me steps all my life. So yeah. right. It's it's steps. Buddy, look, thanks very much for um coming on the show. And I first saw your stuff. Um because we both uh are on the Green Beret yeah. coffee and we both have the pleasure of knowing fucking Russ, who's an awesome yeah. bloke. Um yeah. I saw your Instagram stuff and I was like Here's another bloke getting after it. Um, Take us through your story, mate, and how you got to where you have got to. Uh, oof, that's going to be a long one. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: we've got time. Yeah, well, to, I mean, to, to keep everything pretty short, sure, um, I joined the Royal Marines in back in 2000. Um, spent 12 years in the Royal Marines. Uh, did a lot of good stuff. I feel like I had a really good career in the Marines. I... I um, I feel like I landed on my feet every time I got a new job. Every job I ever did there, I loved loved every minute of it, to be honest. Um Started fighting mixed martial arts in about 2005, when I'd been in the Marines for like five years. Um, And then by the time it got to around 2011, um, I was at the point where it was like I had to do one or the other, because I was like... Mm professionally fighting in the marines the guys i was competing against they were all full-time pros you know training doing two days uh, whereas i was still having to get up 6am to do a bit of bag work and then do a full day with the marines and then travel out in the evenings for a couple of hours to get some training Um, and i felt like i'd done everything i ever wanted to do in the marines Um, not that i had any sort of special career or anything but i felt like i did everything i wanted to do i got everything out of it i wanted to get out of it and I wanted, I wanted the new, like I wanted to pursue mixed martial arts and see
0: how far going that. Um, and here we are, kind of. No, it's it, it's, a, it's a good one, and you've got a lot of, um, you've got a lot of things to pick through there. Joining the Marines yeah. in in early two thousands and going through that process, turning up as a young lad at Limston, um, and I've heard this from a lot of people who've joined the forces, and and I was joining in roughly the same time as that as well. Um, the words boy in a man's world fucking comes to mind, doesn't it? Um, yeah, talk us through <laughs> that experience.
1: Well, I think it's one of them and it's before you join up, you, you go down to the career's office and they start sending you some mail on with and you know it's all the glossy magazines, it's all all you see is the good side of it, don't you? You see yeah, lads in camouflage with weapons, doing cool stuff, adventuring here and everywhere, traveling the world and even the parts of recruit training that they show you and they tell you about it looks to quote you it looks fucking tasty yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you don't you've got absolutely no comprehension of just how tasty it is have you because you 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 don't understand what the the level of exhaustion you're going to feel waking up at 5am every morning and going to bed at 1 o'clock in the morning getting a couple of hours sleep cracking on again and you don't understand the, the the like the level of how can I say? Like the level of responsibility that's placed on your shoulders from the minute you get there. You, you know, you think you're a recruit, turning up to learn, which you are. Mm. But in the military, you're learning by doing. And mm. uh, you know, it's it's like you say, a, a boy in a man's world. Yeah, is the best way to describe it.
0: You get put under an immense amount of pressure, and 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 I always remember, like, rightly so. Yeah, no, rightly so, because it it it, it forms you for what's to fucking come, and. Like, looking back now, you know, Afghan tours, like, I'm glad my instructors didn't fucking take it easy on me because if they did, yeah. they had have done me a disservice when it got really fucking tasty, when targets yeah. fall, when hit, fucking both ends um, yeah, of the exactly. two-way range. Yeah. And I've had this conversation before, and I sometimes I wonder where, like, where's the fine line between character building and fucking bullying? Do you know what I mean?
1: Like, where's that red line moment yeah. where it's like, you know it's a tough one, isn't it? It is, but I think it's somewhere, especially in the Marines as well. Is like, um, for I so I can only use my mm. personal experience because like I went through recruit training in let's like, say 2000, and then by 2006-7, I was coming back as a PTI, right, to train recruits. Um, and obviously, when I joined up in 2000. Like you say, you, some sometimes you feel like, is this, you know, is this, is this fucker just getting at me for no reason? Is he just, mm-hmm. does he not like me? because you're getting beasted day in day out? You're getting spoken to like an idiot at times. Mm-hmm. But by the time I came back to train recruits myself as a P.T.I., the amount of command courses and leadership courses you've gone through, and the fact that they put us through such a difficult and long P.T.I. course, because on our P.T.I. course you do everything that you did in recruit training for 32 weeks you do it all again busted down into 17 weeks wow. and, have to, wow. and you have to do everything so you have to do all your commando tests again but in shorter times um, you've got to beat the times on the bottom field you've got to beat everything so you, you make, they make you do it all again to a higher standard for the purpose of leading by example so that when you get back down to Limston and you're taking recruits through training again number one it's fresh in your mind of just how fucking hard that training is um, because it's easy to forget, you know, everyone looks at things in hindsight with rose-tinted glasses, don't they? And I remember mm-hmm. when I did it, I was so good. But no, you fucking were, you were probably a bag of shit like the rest of us, like I was. Um, and I think by the time you've gone through all them leadership courses and all, all through that training, um, you kind of, you matured to a point where you understand the difference between bullying and character building. Um, and, and the whole purpose of it is character building, and piling on as much pressure to the recruits as you possibly can,
0: mm. while mm-hmm. them
1: still being successful at what they do. If, if that makes sense, there's obviously a standard, and not mm-hmm. many people are going to make that standard, and that's just the way it is, and that's the way it should be because it's the Royal Marines, you know. We're not we're not playing tiddlywinks, are we? Um, not- you know, there's a high standard, but at the same time is on the way to getting that standard you've got to make things achievable for the guys coming through and then pile the pressure onto them uh, you could like for instance the, the final test we do is a 30 mile uh, 30 mile across dartmoor um in like seven hours it it's, you average about six hours you get it done in but uh, you can't for instance you wouldn't bring them in and expect them to be capable of that on day one your, your aim is to get them to do that by week 32 um, so along that process, it's process of building them up while piling on as much pressure as you can, making them as physically robust as possible and as mentally robust as possible.
0: Yeah, that's a good interesting point. That and you talked about um, leading by example, and and I think it's so important that people have seen you do it first, and yeah. then you ask them to do it. I, yeah. I see a lot of people these days, and um, and they don't they don't do they don't do what it says on the tin. Like, I was very lucky I had this sergeant major in my regiment and that's all he ever used to fucking say. Run, sail man. Do exactly what it says on the tin. That's all you need to be. Um, Right place, right time, right kit. And he and he was fucking right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, It's pretty like, simple, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I expect from anyone. He's like, we're not expecting you to be the world's greatest soldiers. Just right place, right time, right kit. Hey, presto. You'd be a sat major in fucking sixteen, seventeen, yeah, and he was, and, and he was. Do you know what, mate?
1: Do you know what? It's, it's the same <laughs> process in martial arts. You know, people say all the time they, they come and join the gym and X, Y, and Z. And I've heard so many people say things like, um, "You're going to be somewhere in ten years. Why not be a black belt? You know, if you join the gym today and you do mm-hmm. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with us, in ten years' time you're going to be somewhere. Do you know what I mean? And that's going to depend upon you and your attitude and your effort. Yeah, and how consistent you're going to be and stuff like that. But if you just stick to the programme, stick to the schedule, turn up to training, <laughs> learn, have a good attitude, put the effort in, then you will get there. It's a simple process.
0: And the moment we've created, and I don't know if it's social media, but there's this, like, everyone wants it now culture. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not really interested in the 10-year plan, mate, but, you know, can yeah. can I fight for it? Can I Can I be this next year? Can I be that next year? Can I do this next year? Like, yeah. Yeah. where's the, where's like, Where's the Where's the vision at? Um,
1: yeah. So you, uh, you, things that I don't interest me, like I don't even put the lottery on. I, don't get me wrong. I'd love to get someone give me ten million pounds, but I don't even put the lottery on because it doesn't interest me winning the lottery. If you do, you get what I mean. It doesn't um, it? Doesn't interest me to have uh, some of this uh, uh, gained by luck or short term. I, I like the long term things. I like the things that take consistency, staying power. Um, that are learned over a long period of time, the things that you have to refine yourself, and like we were talking about earlier, put the mind and the muscle. Those are mm. the things that I enjoy. That's why I feel like I enjoyed my time in the military so long, uh, so much, and, and that's why I love MMA so much. Um, it's like the military, you can be in for twenty-two years, and I guarantee you'll still be learning stuff on the last day you leave. You know, and I guarantee you'll never feel like the finished product. No, uh, I- same in I- MMA. You know, it's, you, I've been doing MMA. About
0: 15 years now, and I'm nowhere near the finished products. I don't think I ever will be. I don't think anybody is. Yeah, hy- hype's are fucking a fucking, a very, very powerful thing. And, and I can see how people, how we can get underneath them and, and, and carry them away. You know, when everyone's like patting you on the back all the time, saying you're the fucking, you're the bread and you're this, that, and to there. And then all of a sudden, some new up and coming guy, girl, whoever, takes the world from under your feet and and you quick and you know you can quickly be forgotten but one thing I wanted to sort of ask you is a lot of people struggled transitioning from whatever service they were in back into um, being a non-combatant going back to Civvy Street mm. um, you clearly had a clear plan of where you wanted to go your your focus and your passion was MMA so I feel maybe you were a bit more driven down that road yeah. was it was it like you know a, a, a nice day out or did you like have you had some hardship? Have you got out and gone, ah, oh, fucking hell, this is shit, I wish i never left and or has it been gone as the way you wanted it to go? I
1: mean, you have them days, don't you? I think, um, I think everyone has them days and no matter what they're doing, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure if you asked, I don't know, Lionel Messi, he still has yeah. them days where everything's toxic, I wish I would have just got a normal job not had all mm. this pressure on him. I think everyone has them days and you should expect them days and if you didn't have them days, you know, it's probably not challenging you enough. You know, I mm. think, uh, it's important to be challenged in life. I think, you know, when you're following your passion, or following some of your, that's important to you, like MMA is important to me. Coaching mm. my athletes is important to me, coaching my fighters, coaching the people that don't want to fight, that just want to come and learn some self. It's important to me. You know, mm. it means a lot to me. Mm. Uh, and I think if you didn't have them days, then you probably probably doesn't mean enough to you. You're probably not putting enough effort in you. You know, it's you're probably time to do something else, maybe. Um, it, it I feel like the fact that, like you mentioned earlier, that I did have a plan mm. and a goal um, and like a specific route that I wanted to go down helped me a lot in the transitioning from the military to street. And I think that's something that anyone leaving the military should definitely do. They should make sure they have a solid plan in place mm. before they leave. You see a lot of lads that stick their chit into to leave and then they start thinking, right, what shall I do? Um, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. You know, if there is anyone watching this that's uh, thinking about leaving the military or whatever, that is what I would say to you: leave the military once you know there's something more important to you in place, or something more challenging, or something that you can apply the same amount of effort and energy into as you had to in the military. Because if you don't do that, that's when you start the downhill spiral.
0: It's a uh, it, it's a fucking great point that made because some people. Um they they look at it leaving like it's this fucking oh there's the tower Do you know what I mean I'm 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 yeah. free from it all me times me own and all this. And, but realistically the battle begins the true battle begins when you leave and yeah some people leave with and I, and I was certainly one of these I left with a bit of entitlement like I left thinking the fucking world owes me a few favours, you know, and I'm going to go cash the fuckers in now. And guess what? <laughs> <laughs> guess what? The world owed me jack shit. And it do you know what? It enjoyed fucking telling me that as well. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did Afghan. Great story, mate. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, cheers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. To, uh, and but there's a there's a lot of people uh, and and I get it a lot on on sort of LinkedIn where people will message me and say, "Um, oh, Mate, I'm I'm thinking about leaving and uh I'm gonna do this and the first thing I'll say is is that industry where you are now? No. Are you prepared to move or travel for it? No. Right, that's fucked then. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's not a plan. That's uh, Yeah, that's part of you know, the sky thing. You've got yeah, if you're not willing to friggin' move or do what it takes to to, to do that job or whatever it is you're after, then get a new plan. It's got to be something you're you're willing to put the effort in for, willing to do, willing to make the sacrifices for. How did you,
0: obviously you've become a really successful MMA fighter, trainer, coach, but what about business? What about social media? What about accountancy, websites, all these other aspects which are, in some respects, as important as being a great coach because if you're a great coach and no one knows about you, then...
1: Yeah, I mean... um, all of them things you just mentioned there are like um, how do you say they're, they're like the kind of like the backbone aren't they you know it, and it takes a long time to get into them sort of things so like mm-hmm. like you say about accountancy and the finances and stuff like of running the business and all that I didn't even think about that till we've been open about three years you know <laughs> literally uh, I paid the price for it over and over again um, but, but those are the things that the last year or so all the last maybe eighteen months, I've really took a lot of um, took a lot of responsibility for because it's not just about you either. It's about like I've got to make sure that my gym, for instance, you mentioned short social media. Mm. Just the little things like the things that you put out on social media, I have to make sure that they attract the right sort of people to protect the culture of the gym. 20%. So, you know, you get, you get people or you might get gyms that put all like crazy training and, you know, they want to do the newest thing and look the coolest or whatever, but then it attracts the sort of people that want the immediate results like you were saying about earlier. And it, even just planning your social media and, and making sure that you're putting the right message out there so that your members that train with you are kind of in the right culture and the new members that come in join that culture and are willing to be part of it rather than come in thinking they're fucking steven seagal and they're gonna get some sort of special treatment um i i i urge him i want everyone to have special treatment that means everyone's got to play by a certain set of rules and um again all, all that sort of stuff like you said it's very important and there's no no one gives you a course on that when you leave the military or when you start a business. No one tells you about those things. It's, it's things that you pick up over time. You start to learn them things over the time. Um, and I'm still learning them now. But, um, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more mistakes. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah. And I openly talk about this yeah. as well, like sort of learning from your mistakes. I, I did an event last year where um, basically uh, a girl did the event. Uh, she didn't have a great time on the event. It was far too fucking hard for her. Um, and she got, she, you know, she got, she got a hard day and then she sent me an email and, and instead of sort of looking at it and saying, I need to, I need to fix this. I just, I think I wrote something stupid like, yeah, hard day, hard day. You should have been on Hurricane when the Taliban were fucking firing (laughs) mortars at us. (laughs) But like, that's a completely wrong thing to say. Yeah, totally, totally. But last year I was in a very different place and... All I ever did was like I looked at what my hardest day was and said, "Fuck it all." Do you want to know about a hard day, do you? Pull that sandbag up. I'll fucking tell you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And like I've learned now. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I look at things differently. Um, and and I can only say like,
1: but sorry, you know, sorry, on, on the um, <laughs> on the flip side, I mean, you are you are right. You're absolutely right. You know, your hardest day shouldn't mean someone else has to be expected to be able to handle that. Totally yeah. understand it. But on the flip side, on the flip side, there is a certain aspect to that as well. You know, when someone tells you they've had an hard day and you ask them, you know, what was hard about it, and it's like, oh, my car won't start. Well, no, that was a hard five minutes, you know. So it wasn't a hard day. Yeah. Do, you, do you get what I mean? There is a lot of that goes up, you know, with, with people will complain they've had an hard day, they've had this, they've had that, and you'll you listen to the problems they've had and you think, fucking hell. If those were the biggest problems on my day, it would have been the easiest day I've had in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, so, I, I totally and, and do you know what, I think part of it as well is people are coming to see people like yourself yeah. because they want to hear that, certain people, you know, a lot of people do want to hear that, they want to be inspired by people like yourself. Um, but I, I do I do know what you mean, it's like, you know, there's <laughs> got to be levels to it, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I completely chinned chin her. There was another question. If I'd have handled it differently, there would have been another reason why she didn't enjoy the day. But instead, I, I basically just did the old, the old, you know, directing staff. Yeah, cheers, dits. Uh, on, on, <laughs> on, on, on your go, which is completely the wrong thing to do. But you, you're right. There's, there's people now who come to me and they'll say to me, and this happened over this weekend, they'll say, um, how far is this, mate? And I'm like, We'll just see how we get on on the day. And, uh, yeah. and like, to look at me as if they to say, he's off his head. But I honestly say, look, it's over when we're back in the car park. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, just enjoy it. Sun's out. You've got water. You've got a bit of Nutty in your bag. Well, I don't I don't really well, see the issue.
1: In fairness as well, I mean, what you do is literally called Robust Toes. Yeah. You know, it says, like you are saying earlier, here's what it says on the tin, innit? Uh, it's going to be a pretty fucking... Tasty day, in your words, and, and it, you, you it, need to be robust. Like, this, if like anyone's going to apply to come on one of your tours? Yeah. Just purely through the stuff you put on social media, they should <laughs> know it's going to be a goddamn hard day.
0: Yeah, it's. But you like, go, and again, steps. Go back to what you said about your your vibe attracts your tribe, and that's a well used yes, statement. But this weekend gone, I had like awesome people and they've all been brought in by this constant like on brand on brand on brand who's looking for this who's looking for that don't bother coming if you you know if you're gonna whinge and piss about and moan um it's not for you go and do something else have a great day and and it's hard because i have had people come who were completely wrong for, for for me and my brand and i've just said thanks for coming today but don't come next week and that's a fucking hard thing to say when you're running a business yeah. because at the end of the day, you need pound coins in the till. But it only takes one wrong attitude or one big fucking ego yeah. and some other people will be like, I ain't going if he's going or if she's going, I ain't going. Yeah. And before you know it, they, yeah. they, they all filter themselves off and you're left with like, you're left with a Judy dickhead and no one wants that, do they? No one no, wants no, that. No,
1: so Totally agree with you, totally agree. I mean, like uh, when, when coronavirus hit, and we started, you know, we'll say at the end of the coronavirus lockdown when we reopened the gym, um, we made the decision not to make any public new memberships. So we've, we've got the members that I've already got, because yeah. we're struggling to get them in because you know, time, we have to put time slots on, and there's only so many people come and can come in yeah. and stuff. So we decided not to take any new members on. Decided to take, just take all the membership links off the website and stuff like that, and just focus on doing the right things for the members that we've got at the moment and looking yeah. after them and making our time with them as valuable as possible. Um, and that has been one of the best decisions I've ever made because wow. now we, we've, we've, we've started to open up again to, to people like bring new members in but I'm still not putting it public. I don't think I'll ever put my membership link in uh, or joining link on my Facebook page or anything ever again. Wow. Because... I don't want someone to be able to just click on it join and then tomorrow they turn up at the gym i want if someone wants to join my gym want to want them to come down try a class out have a free class see how they get on I'm, I'm looking at them as much as they're looking at the gym you know what i mean i'm looking at them are they the right person are they, are they gonna are they the right you know are they willing to be part of this culture like um, and by that, I just mean that they willing to turn up with the right attitude and put the right effort in and look after their training partners and be friendly and helpful, not, you know, try and turn up and because it's a fighter's gym, try and be like, oh, I'm a fighter. Like, cool, so is everyone, mate. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that everybody that comes in is of the same mentality and mindset. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's a, that was a lesson for me. Uh, and it's this little decision that we, we, we made out of necessity at the time but now, as it's three and four weeks later, it's probably been the best. Because as well, the, the new members that we have took on have all been friends of friends. And the friends have obviously told them, Fuck, no, you've got to come down, this is how it is now, it's tra- the training, the professionals' has gone up through the roof and blah, blah, blah. And they've come in with that expectation, they've come in with that knowledge and knowing what they're signing up for and they've come in. And they're straight away bang into the swing of things, never missing class. They're up, turning up early, helping tidy up and clean up the gym afterwards. And it's it's just made the whole place such a more professional organisation.
0: Wow, that sounds like you've got like the, the the right bunch of people all pulling in the right direction. It, it, and yeah, it takes
1: time to yeah. find that, doesn't it? it? Does mate, it does mate. Yeah, we've got. I feel like we've got such a good group of members the last couple of years, and it's just getting stronger and stronger.
0: Troops, what's the dance? This podcast is sponsored by RightClick. RightClick, the one place where you've got to get the right website. Troops, if you're not on WordPress, you might as well just call it a day. You want to write blogs? You want to get organic traffic? You want to get more views, more buys, more clicks, Google rankings? Then RightClick is the place for you. Check out RightClick, speak to Chris, and get a functional website which won't cost you the remortgage of your second house in Barbados. Right click, where the right people get the right website. How was it for you, you know, when sort of the government said, right, that'll do then, Um, (laughs) everyone shut the doors, all the best, good luck. Was that like a moment where you thought, well, I've had some hard days,
1: but uh, I think we're rolling into another one here. Well, (laughs) you know what, mate? I actually closed before the government forced us to, because at the time, nobody knew. Obviously, it was a novel virus, wasn't it? Nobody, nobody knew what it was or whatever. There was no data, there was no information. Mm. Oh, we knew what was, we were getting told. Uh, and I counted up the amount of people that had been in the gym in the evening between five 5 p.m. and 10 p.m., and there was 151 people in. And I was like, if this virus is as bad as they say it is, then I thought, I can't have 150 people possibly passing it to each other so I just made the decision on myself that I was going to close the gym until further notice and then the the government called the lockdown about two days later I think um, so yeah I made that decision myself it was a very 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 hard decision to make mate because this is what that's all I do all I do is MMA or martial arts that's what I do I'm not a my gym's a professional gym it's not a hobbyist gym I haven't got a job that I do and then I come and do a couple of classes mm. No, this is my job this is my life this is all I do um, so it's very very hard day to, to make that decision and close down but as we have spoke about earlier mate I've had a lot of harder days you know I've had a lot of, and I'm sure I'm going to have more hard days in the future so I'm one of them you make a decision and then you roll with it you get over it you roll with it you accept what comes with that decision, the sacrifices that, that are made, and then you adjust and, you, you know, you adapt you adjust and you, you crack on. There's no sitting around whinging, mulling over it. Fucking get on with it. Yeah,
0: you know? I, I, I love that. I do, I love that. That's, and I think as well, psychologically, because you pulled the pin, you pulled the yeah. pin out the fucking grenade and threw yeah. it before the government. It's your decision, innit? Like no one yes, no one yeah. said, Hey mate, there's a grenade. there's a pin out of that grenade, you know. Fucking hell, is there? Like you yeah. <laughs> you you were the one, you were in control of the motion. So yeah, you, exactly, but, yeah. You're, you're, you're cutting forward, aren't you? And I mean and I, I know a lot of gym owners and I know a lot of people um who are in the same similar environment to you, and some of them have done fucking really well and some of them have just gone on the cheat rows, mate, like and just, just gone it's fucked. And I'm fucked. And unfortunately, we've we've hit a bit of adversity, and that's all I'm calling it, we've hit a bit of adversity in the world, and I've seen people just fucking fall apart. I'll tell you what's worse than a virus. Fear is worse than any fucking virus ever because people are doing things now and every every single decision they are making is by fear. I see it all the time, you know, and I just think... God, you you, you you either consume you consume shit, you become shit. Like if you eat yeah. a lot of shit food, your body becomes yeah. fucking ruined. If you consume a lot of shit media, your mind becomes ruined and the two yeah. the the two are no good. Like I never listen to anything. All I ever listen to, mate, is positivity, podcasts yeah. about people doing amazing things, Goggins, Gary V, Tony Robbins, like a few local people who I know, and all it ever is is just fucking get after it, guys, because it's the greatest time to be alive. Trust me. Um, and and I say this like, and I've said it to a few people when people say to me, I was 2020 been, John?" I'm like, "That's been fucking brilliant, man." I'm like, oh, "I've had a fucking great year." They're like, but "What about COVID?" I was like, "What about it?" Well. Yeah, but I was like, what, Maggie D's shut for a few months? I was like, big fucking deal. (laughs) That was a blessing. (laughs) So, mate, yeah, no, no, it's
1: been really good. The the thing is, I mean, we've both got to understand as well that there is people that that this has affected a lot more than that was like myself. I mean... Even when you look at like financially, it's had a massive impact on my gym. You know, mm. huge impacts. You know, we went from the point where we were quite stable to the point where now we I can't can't g- I genuinely can't afford to put a receptionist on. Yeah, right. you know, we're having to do it all ourselves. But there's a lot of people out there that are a lot fucking worse off than that. You know, there's people who've had to self isolate mm. in a single bedroom flat with three kids. Yeah, you know, they don't and, the content- and, and it, you know they're at the top of a. Tower block in London or something, you know. Mm. So there is a lot of people in a lot of different situations that have had a lot more struggles than I personally mm. have, and I understand that as well. I understand that you know that it's been a lot harder on them, uh, but I don't think I could contribute contribute to helping them by contributing to the fear or mm. contributing to keep talking about. Like I, I don't really talk or post about the coronavirus the pandemic or my opinions on it because i understand that my opinions on it are not in the grand scheme of things very important i can say whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever i want or whatever and i have got my own opinions on it yeah. i'm not going to talk yeah, about it. but um i understand that whatever i think and i feel about it it's got zero importance on the grand scheme of things however if instead of focusing on that, I focus on just trying to help people, that will have a, a a helpful impact for certain people. Not everybody, but it will for certain people. So rather than sit around and saying, you know, you know, talking about it and going on about my opinions, I don't I don't feel that my opinion is so important. Yeah, you know, I'm not that important. But what I can offer is a bit of help. You know, so I'd rather focus on that.
0: And obviously reopening your type of gym contact martial arts with all the guidelines how's that been for you like talk about pivot like that's the fucking ultimate
1: yeah difficult I mean there's still no contact so we can't do any contact so Brazilian like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu grappling wrestling there's none of that there's no sparring Um, it's very very difficult if if you let it be difficult you know we have pivoted so we're, we're doing miles more striking drills like at the beginning of lockdown it, uh, it just took a little bit of foresight to look forward and go right what's what's probably going to happen probably it's going to happen is that we're going to be locked down for a few months mm-hmm. and then it's probably going to be stage by stage when it weren't just going to go up to an end and go right back to normal it was obvious that it was going to be stage by stage and yeah, they, you know, they, let, they let us get back to normal life so I realised that grappling classes and stuff like that will, will maybe not be on for a long time. And I realised that from the start. So we did a load of work on the gym. We, we, we moved things around. We dug the floor and you know, reconcreted it. Um, so we got a load of punch bags up. We got like 20 bags up. So straight away I knew I could get classes on with 20 people doing bag work. Um, it, and that's what, that's what life's about, isn't it? Improvise, adapt mm-hmm. and overcome. You know, make, look forward, see what's in the future, and adapt to it, or sit around whinging about it. Yeah, like I know which yeah. one's going to get the better results.
0: Do you think then the people training now we will see a block of people, champions, contenders, who are better strikers than they are grapplers because they haven't been able to train grappling for a period of time? Do you think there'll be a sort of uh,
1: a change in style into sort of styles that are holding belts or? You think nah, because I mean, professional fighters are still allowed to train, you know, they've got the elite athlete status, so they're, they're, they're still allowed to train, just like footballers are and rugby yep. players and stuff, but they're still allowed to train. Um, and then, I, I have thought that myself because over the last few weeks since we've reopened, like I've got guys that have joined a month ago, or started training with us a month ago or whatever, who have done nothing but MMA style striking for a month, and I'm already looking at them thinking, Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) It would have took me a year to get him that good because he's been, you know, the amount of striking he's been doing with nothing else to focus on. Um, but I just think when grappling comes back in, my my plan personally is we're going to run a couple of grappling intro class courses so that everyone that's not been grappling for a while can come back in. And rather than you know what it is, it's like when you've not trained for ages and then you think, oh, I'm gonna get back into training, and you try and train at the same level you were at, all happens is you get injured and exhausted. So we're going to run a few programmes where it's like building back up into it for, for the guys that haven't trained for a while and also for the guys that have never done it. It's a total beginner's programme for them. Uh, and I, ju- I think that that'll just kind of bring everyone back up to speed anyway.
0: No, that's a that's a fair point. Every great fucking leader has great lieutenants, lieutenants, two ICs, platoon mm-hmm. sergeants, whatever you want to call
1: them. Um, mm-hmm. Is that any different in your establishment for you? No, it, it has to be that way. It has to be that way, like... Um, so at my gym we we run MMA, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, Muay Thai, yeah. and boxing. Um, I, I I run the MMA programs and the BJJ programs, but there's no way on earth I could possibly run all the programs. You know, there's just no way. So, like for instance, Oggy, he's he's an ex para, he's our head boxing coach, and he, he you know a phenomenal coach. Uh, Phenomenal as a person, you know, a good leader. He's had lots of experience in adverse climates, adverse situations. He's had almost 100 fights, boxing. So, again, he's he's a leader in our team that's more than capable of mm-hmm. taking people from day one and bringing them right through, mentoring them. Then we've got Paul Webb, who's the head uh, Muay Thai coach as well. Exactly the same sort of situation there. A guy full of experience. He's, he's been doing this for years. He can bring people through. and and you need that you need them you need leaders within the team Um, otherwise as well it becomes a dictatorship otherwise you know if it's one guy at the top and he's the guy that Mm. says how everything goes all the time it can become it can become a bit micromanaged and I don't like that I think um, again my opinion is not that important that that, um, everyone should (laughs) listen to me or my my views are not that correct that everything should be done my way so I think it's important that you have other strong leaders in the group that are willing to step up and say hang about steps you're talking like a dickhead or oh, you've got that wrong or we need to change this or we need to change that and I think that's that's very important to keep me on my toes as well and um,
0: the explosion of women into mixed martial art and, and, and I'm and I'm very lucky to know Lanshana Green uh, and uh, she she's phenomenal and I think People like her really showing that next level for women coming into the into the sport, into martial art is so important for the role model point of view. Who's the up and comers in, in your world? Um, who have you got in your gym who's you know on 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 the on the mats and doing the good stuff? Females,
1: yeah, females,
0: yeah, yeah. So I mean, one of our females we've got is
1: Charlotte Brown, uh, Charlotte Bomber Brown. Uh, yeah, she she's an up and She's been over to the um, IMMAF World Championships, wow. uh, and, and I think, she, and the European Championships as well as an amateur. Um, she'll probably be fighting back end of the year, maybe October, November, December sort of time. Um, and again, you know what? Yeah, I, I was speaking to her about this the other day is because since we've reopened after the the COVID not, um, lockdown. Yeah. I was almost going to say nonsense then, but uh, <laughs> lockdown, uh, the COVID lockdown, um, yes, yeah, since we've reopened, because we've made our training so much more focused and so much more professional, uh, she's improved so much over wow. the last month or so, and I'm, I'm really excited to see her, because I've always believed in her, she's got like loads of athleticism, boxing's great, she's Brazilian jiu-jitsu, blue belt, she can wrestle, um, I've always believed in her, now that I've seen how much she's improved over the last month or so, last six weeks even, it's like, I, I really can't wait to see her get back into competition. There's, um, there's a couple of good girls around at the moment uh, in the North West, so it's going to be an interesting scene when, when you know when the fight show's come back on.
0: Yeah. Um, is there one in, it's the one in Birmingham, isn't it? Um, uh, Rage for the Cage, is that right? Birmingham, I think. It's, it's loads and a, loads hey, there's
1: a show in every town that's got the word rage or okay, cage <laughs> <laughs> I generally stay away from them <laughs>
0: but uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's a fair point and uh, it sort of interests me we talked before the show starts you, you walked into a gym and said I'm a fucking former Royal Marine it was a bit fucking tasty in here and what was your experience like when you started training with people at a high level to where you thought you were to where they were? So, what do
1: you mean when I'd already been training for a while? Yeah,
0: like when you start, yeah. when you really start, when you, when there was that up in class, when you started training with those guys, yeah. the next level sort of people.
1: Yeah, so, well, there's, there's two, there's two real good examples I use of that um, that always spring to mind when I'm asked that. Um, and the first one is the Sinclair brothers, Rob Rob Sinclair and Mick Sinclair. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're from yeah. Burnley. Uh, Rob was the Bama world champion uh, wow. pre- before I was. Uh, Mick, um, he's fought on Cage Warriors and a lot of other events. Um, he's, and he's just an absolute animal. <laughs> and I, I got in touch with him. I've maybe been training about two years or something. And right. I was still young, thought I knew everything, thought you know, I thought I was the bollocks and all that got in touch with them, because I, I was at home at weekends, I was still in the Marines at the time, I'd get home for a month for a weekend, and I'd go and train Friday night, then I'd find someone to train on a Saturday, then I'd find someone, to, so I started getting in touch with Rob and Mick, because they had a Sunday morning session on, I went over and they were like, yeah, come down, we'll have, a, we'll have a session, just the three of us, and I was like, yeah, this will be good, and they just fucking annihilated me, man, it, just, it was embarrassing, they just, I learned so much in that two hours, that I was like, what am i even doing here but i just kept training with i just kept going over to him every week training with him learning from him i learned loads from mick and rob and um the next one was when i went over to train at carol one for the first time i started going over there uh, because they had like a few guys in the ufc they had terry in the ufc and stuff like that and um again that was a few years later again and i was thinking like yeah I'm, that's i'm ready for that sort of level of training and blah 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 and i think the first time terry kicked me in the leg i was like oh what just happened uh the, everyone thinks they know leg kicks they how they feel but when you get kicked in the leg off someone like terry and you don't even see it coming and he's got the, the amount of power the setup he's got and stuff you sit back, and I, I remember being in the changing rooms afterwards thinking, I, I have to get better at this. I wow. have to. Wow. Because that, I can't. I, if me and him, if we were doing a, at that time, if we were doing a, a fight, a three, five-minute round fight, if he would have kicked me in the leg ten times, I was thinking I, I wouldn't have been able to walk, let alone fight for 15 minutes. Wow. Because he, he was just so good, and I just wasn't, you know. And I just remember, I remember sitting in the changing rooms thinking, I have to get better. I have to learn.
0: It's it's a great it's a great experience to be humbled, isn't it? Like there's, yeah. there's there's two ways to look at it. Some people will say like you done, gone. I have got to improve, and some people will say I'm out of here. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: yeah. th- there's two paths to take. And um, do you know what you you also get the in betweeners as well, <laughs> the excuse makers. Uh-huh. they no, no, I'm as good as him. He just worked my day today or blah blah, blah blah blah. you know what I mean? And I think that's probably the most dangerous because they, they just end up doing this forever. Um, yeah, no that's their point. It's it. you know, it's bit, just end, Yeah, they just end up floating in and out of training, no schedule, no timings, no no commitment and they just, mm. a week of hard training, two weeks off and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think anyone that's going to get far in a sport like MMA or, or anything that's, physically and mentally challenging you're going to have to sit back and, and accept where you're at and accept the work that needs to be done to get where you want to be
0: No, it's a, it's a fair play uh, Steps, we're flying through this mate and I'd like to sort of think about the close down of the show and I always like to end the show with the three what's um, and the first one mate is what's the greatest advice you've been given
1: itchy bone dirty finger <laughs> The greatest advice that I've been given? uh, That's a very difficult question to answer. Um, I don't know what the best advice I've ever been given would be, but one of the best pieces of advice I've been given is pretty simple. It's just follow your passion. It's just whatever it is that gets you up in the morning and gets you excited, make sure you're doing more of that every day than you're doing of anything else if your is made up more of things that you dislike or things that you don't want to do or things that you're like oh god I've got to do that again then change your fucking life change your schedule make sure your day is made up of the things that you love doing that you're passionate about and I guarantee everything else will get better guarantee yeah,
0: that's that's a fucking that's a great point uh, what's been your toughest day is there anything that really sticks in there you think okay, no. that was a hard one
1: Ever, like, ever, yeah, uh, yeah, um, the, the, the like when we lost someone in Afghanistan, like you know, the, yep. the day we lost one of our lads in Afghanistan, that's uh, out of every day I've ever lived, that's one that I've never ever want to live again, and yeah, yeah, fair play, no, I've, uh, yeah, that, that's what that's the one,
0: yeah, Afghan, Afghan was Afghan for me, mate, was the birthplace of what I'm doing now. Um, because that was the most fucking robust environment I've ever been in my life, Um, without a shadow of a doubt.
1: You could, you could quite easily say the same for myself, even though I was doing MMA before. Um, I think that the last, like, in, in 2010, before I left the Marines in 2012, but I did a tour of Afghanistan in 2010, and I think that tour, like you say, how arduous it was and how much adversity we came through and how robust it was or how robust we had to be even though I was doing this stuff before that was when I really understood like nah, listen you need to fucking if if you're doing something do it 100% give it 100% be there 100% don't be in and out of something you know and, and also count your blessings you know because some people can't I, I
0: tell you what it taught me, and then we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but I think it's real fucking, it's really relevant is never ever underestimate your fucking enemy and underestimate him at your fucking peril. And just because you've got fucking helicopters and tanks and fucking all the rest of it, and he's just running around in fucking sandals and an old AK, do not believe he can cause you fucking problems because, and I, and I say this to people all the time never underestimate a day out that you've done before because it ain't the fucking same day out
1: and that yeah. that yeah. is true it I suppose in what you do as well that's that's very <laughs> prudent isn't it because you can do a, you you know you can do a 20 mile one day yeah. on the same terrain the same route and then the next day if it's different conditions different weather climate the clag's in you can't navigate you can't yeah. see more than 100 metres in front of you you can't make your cup of tea because the clag's in and you can't get your fire started and all that it can be a whole different ball
0: game, can't it? The greatest advice I've ever been given, mate, I'll tell you this one. Uh, if you're going to make a cut of yourself, do it in the bedroom. <laughs> That's it. Uh... <laughs> 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 then... That one beats it,
1: Jim, I'm
0: No, fair play, mate. Brilliant stuff. Uh, what's next for you in your gym and moving forward? Um,
1: so, I mean... I'm a big one for focusing on the process um, and right now that's all I'm doing right now I just want by the end of this year like I've had a vision in my mind of what I want the gym to look like is it like how, the level of professionalism the, the, the standard of coaching uh, that, that I want all our members to receive and I've had that vision for a long time and now is the time for me to implement it and right now that's what I'm focused on is I want by the end of this year I want all my systems to be in place. I want all my, my my like my other my coaches to be trained up and stuff like that. So that that process is being refined continually. Um, and that that right now is what I'm focused on. i have not got a specific like one goal that I'm looking at. I'm looking at refining that process over and over again, putting the work in, putting the hours in, so that every member that walks through our door leaves like our the the head coach of SPG Worldwide is a guy called Matt Thornton. And on one of the courses I did with him a few years ago, he said, Every single person who walks into your gym and trains at the end of that session, they're either one step closer to being a black belt or they're one step closer to quitting. There's no status quo. You know, they're either a little bit better or they're not. They're a little bit worse or they feel like they're not or they feel like you know, they're a step closer to quitting. There's no status quo. So, one step forward or it's one step back. And um, that's what I'm trying to do at the moment is just make sure that everything runs in a, in that like systematic manner so that everyone comes to every training session and leaving a tiny bit better and a tiny bit closer to where they want to be. Um, and that's it. That's it, really, yeah. No, it's, so, nice.
0: It's, it's fantastic, mate. Look, Steve, tell the world where they can find you. Um, social media, website, real world, all the rest of it. Go for
1: it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean I'm real world, just come to the gym. <laughs> SPG Rochdale. Uh, I'm in there all day, every day, pretty much all night, every night as well. So come down anytime. Um and on our social media, mine is um, stapes fifty cal. I have SPG Rochdale on Instagram or Facebook as well, or our website, go and check out the website, SPG Uh
0: have you got anything coming up? Any um Fights on the cards for any of your fighters. Have you got any sort of seminars coming up where people can get involved? Anything like that?
1: We've got some fights coming up. Uh, actually, this weekend they're behind closed doors, so you can't. It's yeah. actually come to the event. Uh, it's being run by an event, a promotion called Celtic Gladiator. They're, they're running it really smooth. They're doing all the, the all the coronavirus testing and all that sort of stuff. So, you can't come and watch it, but you can watch it online. There's going to be a link shared. I'm going to share all the links on my Instagram story um, during the day on Saturday. um, So, you can hit one of them links. And if you do watch it, whichever fighters link you choose to watch it on, they'll get, I think, some of the pay per view money. I think they get 50% or something. So, if you want to support some of the fighters, uh, please do so. It'd be good good to have a lot of people tuning in and watching them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Stapes, what a fucking guy. It's all about having a dream. It's all about having a goal. Um, It's no good being a fucking rudderless ship in life, bouncing around from thing to thing. Find whatever your thing is and just go fucking full goggins at it. Just go all in on it and you'll get there. You'll fucking, you'll get there. And something looks tasty. Just get even more fucking tasty, and I I say this all the time. Hardest part of anything in life is turn up in the car park. up, mate. Your very first thing is the hardest thing, and after that, you become part of the family, part of the culture. And before you know it, you feel like oh, I wish I'd done it sooner. Um, Steve mate, thanks very much for your time this morning. I've fucking really enjoyed talking to you. I love what you're Thank doing. You go, man. Anyone who's on a mission, I'm like, fuck me, let me speak to that person because it's it's all about the people who you know and learning from them. So cheers, Steve. See you later, Mucca. Cheers. Thanks a lot for the invite, man. Adios. This show is sponsored by Right Click. Right Click, a place where you can have your website built, managed and guided in the right direction. You want to be on Google? you got to be on WordPress. Don't listen to your nana telling you about Webflow and Wix and all those other websites. If it ain't on Google, what's the point? Get on and speak to right click. If you want to increase organic traffic, you have to write blogs. If you want to know about blogs, you need to speak to the guy behind it, Mr. Chris Waldron. Right click, where the right people go to get the right websites.